Today we meet the violinist Sherban Lupo. The Romanian school of composition is, I would say, second to none. It's really up there with the best composers of the 20th century, now 21st century, because the foundation is very solid. Besides Enescu, there were great composers and musicians who knew how to teach these younger generations. Romanian-born Shaban Lupul began playing the violin at the age of seven. He left Romania to study in London at the Gould Hall School of Music and took lessons there with the legendary violinist Yehudi Menuhin, later in the United States with Dorothy DeLay and Joseph Gingold. Lupu has been Associate Concertmaster of the San Francisco Opera, founder and artistic advisor of the Indianapolis Chamber Orchestra and artistic director of the Gubbio Festival in Italy. He is currently Professor of Violin and Head of the String Department at the University of Illinois. He has performed as a soloist throughout the world and is a frequent member of international juries and is regarded as one of the world's leading performers of Romanian composer George Anescu's music. Indeed, Sherban Lupu specialises in the music of his native Romania and Eastern Europe. Equally at home in the contemporary repertoire, he has worked with leading Romanian composers such as Teodor Grigorio, Gheorghi Constanestu and Violeta Dinescu, who have dedicated works to him. In the year 2000, Sheban Lupu received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Romanian Cultural Foundation for his efforts to promote Romanian culture and music internationally. It was, indeed, during the recent Georges Enescu International Music Festival in Bucharest that I spoke to the violinist, where I asked him firstly about performing at home in Romania, where audiences are often very well acquainted with the Romanian violin repertoire. Well, it is indeed uh, both a wonderful experience and at the same time a very unnerving experience. It's always hard in a way to play at home for your own people. We expect a lot from you and I expect a lot from myself, but uh, is a very knowledgeable public. Like you say, they understand this music. Uh, the concerto that I play tonight is on Byzantine hymns. Therefore, it's, it's something which is close to, to this audience and I could feel a rapport. It was a, a sort of a an understanding silence in the rest and so forth. I could grasp that silence in which I could feel I could uh, communicate with the audience, which is always something special, and that's actually very typical or special for the Romanian audiences. You are, of course, a great advocate of Romanian music, but let's start with, of course, probably the most famous of those composers, Enesco himself, who this festival is named after. Can you tell me a little bit about your first encounters with the music of this remarkable composer? My first encounters dated from my teenage years when I started with my teacher at that time uh, to study his second violin sonata. I learned about the colors, the wonderful feelings and the delicacy of, of sound. It's a very special language which even from his early works I could uh, almost feel and touch with my fingers. And of course uh, it has grown this passion of mine into a, a total preoccupation with his works. much of his life he spent, of course, outside of Romania. And I'm wondering, 
what aspects of the music indicate to us that you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy? Well, uh, what's uh, unique uh, to Enesco, in a sense, is that uh, in spite of the fact that he was heavily influenced by the French school, by uh, Brahms, by Wagner, there is always this core element of... of I wouldn't call it folk music, but I would call it something specific, uh, an archetypal Romanian, uh, which you find it in the structure of his motifs, the use of uh, the componistical use of motifs, not to mention in his violin works, almost everywhere you can hear the fiddler, the one that taught him in this village, uh, childhood village. You can feel it almost, you can touch that art of the fiddlers. But almost everywhere in his uh, works, there is that fiddler. In fact, he would himself confess uh, to people that he, he always felt in his heart that he's a low tar, he's a Romanian fiddler, and I think you feel it even in his most sophisticated works. Of course he was a, a very accomplished pianist, but also a very accomplished violinist. And I'm wondering how much of that you can actually feel when you're performing his music, that this person really, really understood the instrument in a way that then pushes the instrument a bit further, pushes you as a soloist to actually develop further techniques. Of course, famous aspects of Inesco that require a violinist to actually learn new techniques. Well, I think that's where you, you zeroed in in, in its, its essence. In fact, Enescu, through his interpretation or through his understanding of the fiddler's art in Romania, has developed a new musical language for the violin. Because a work by Enescu is not to be confounded with anything else by Bartok, by Stravinsky, by Prokofiev, any of his contemporaries, is unique. And the violin language becomes uh, in itself a new technical way of drawing extraordinary expression from the violin. He stretches and pushes to the limit, but through his art of fiddler's art, through his knowledge of the violin, which is not always easy, it's in fact quite difficult, that's why he's so um, minutely indicated for anybody from any part of the world with indications to be able to to express these inflections, which are typical to the, to the fiddler's art, to Romanian folk uh, music, uh, and he creates thus a, a new language. I think he really broke the barriers of violin technique. You've mentioned already you perform in Esco all over the world. How well known is his music and appreciated is his music, of course, outside of Romania? 
When I first started almost four decades ago, UNESCO was a curiosity. Everybody knew the rhapsodies and that was about it. So when I was presenting works, people were very interested with, with uh, aroused curiosity, I would say. And it seemed like it's a language they never heard. Of course, now, decades later, through my efforts and many of my colleagues, and things have changed very much to the better. UNESCO is pretty much a household name in chamber music and in solo repertoire. It's, his symphonies are being played. Let's not forget that the Oedipus Opera now is being played in several of the major opera houses all over the world. The world has discovered this extraordinary genius. And, you know, to take the words of, of uh, Marc Penchel, the great uh, critic, uh, French critic, who was writing as contemporary of Enesco, who said, his glory and fame are probably about to come in a few decades. And I think the words are coming true. Let's talk about a couple of those other names, though, because you are renowned as an advocate of Romanian music, and we've just heard a remarkable concerto performed here at the festival. What are some of the qualities or perhaps characteristics you're noticing in modern Romanian composers' works? From the outset, I want to say that the Romanian school of composition is, I would say, second to none. It's... it's um, really up there with the best composers of the 20th century, now 21st century, because the foundation is very solid. Besides Enescu, there were great uh, composers and musicians who knew how to teach these younger generations. Uh, uh, to take Jora, for instance, uh, the name that comes into my Chorta, names from the generation immediately following Enescu. Then, of course, we had the, the giants uh, Niculescu, Stroe, and Theodor Grigoriu. They all have something unique. They don't copy each other, and it's a, a wealth of ideas. Sometimes maybe too many ideas, but that's a good thing. Each one, they come with their own input of, of expressivity, the language. But I must say, I'm always proud, by and large, I played numerous words, by and large, most of them have been very well received by the audiences, whether it was in New York, San Francisco, or London, or well, whatever. You, of course, belong to a group of Romanians that live outside of Romania. There are many. In fact, many of the great musicians uh, of this country, unfortunately, aren't able to live here for, for reasons of economic reasons, all the rest of it. Do you think that this is going to change? Well, it's going to change by the, the nature of the, the situation, geopolitical situation. This so-called globalization actually has its aspects also in art and music. Nowadays, we all communicate with each other, uh, not only by phone or cell phones, but through computer. We travel very fast. So, in fact, the borders that, let's say, when I left Romania, you know, was the Iron Curtain. I mean, that, that seemed to be like a, you leave a world behind you. Uh, things have changed. So we, we travel very much. Younger people from Romania, for instance, come and study abroad, then they return. We, the older generation, come and do projects here, as you witness today. So in fact, it's a melange. It's a, it's a continuous exchange of, of persons, of people, of ideas, of energy, so the borders disappear. So I think this is a thing of the past. I must add that when I left uh, 30-something, almost 40 years ago, for 20 years I didn't come to Romania, and I, I felt like I'm an exiled person, and that in a way gave me energy to search for Romanian music, for Enescu, and gave me an impetus that maybe somebody who stayed here didn't have it. So it fed 
my soul's needs for longing for Romania. And it, it translated itself in my preoccupation and my performance and research of, of contemporary Romanian music. But now as the borders disappear, I think we are hopefully all a happy family that work for the better good of culture and spirit. With the opening of the borders, do you ever worry that perhaps a lot of the good work of the local composers, the local music, the Romanian music might be pushed aside by youngsters that are able to, like yourself, travel to the States, travel outside of Romania and, and are no longer in the situation where perhaps they would have given more attention to these uh, Romanian composers? Well, uh, you know, from what I understand, I've been told that uh, during the Ceausescu era, so before the revolution, every concert had to start with a Romanian piece, which of course was, was a bit much, and people resented that, so the reaction immediately after the revolution that nobody wanted to play Romanian music. I didn't have this problem because I, I was away from Romania and I was longing to do Romanian music. <laughs> uh, but things have changed, and I think we all have, no matter Romanian or not, every interpreter, every performer has a duty to play contemporary music. And I'm a messenger of Romanian culture and American culture for that that matter, I do play American music. So this is where uh, fate has put me, so I have to promote that. Because we as performance, it's our duty to bring alive the contemporary music. If our forefathers didn't do that, we wouldn't have Beethoven, we wouldn't have anybody. So I want the younger generation to understand that of performance, and I always point out to them, it's very important to add in the repertoire contemporary works, to become like a uh, not a matter of fact, but like a duty that they understand they have to do. And that way, uh, eventually, the sifting of time will decide which are the good works that remain and which are not. We are not always able to see right now or to understand, but it's important to play contemporary music. Violinist Sherban Lupu. Mm-hmm.